The following podcast contains spoilers, swearing, and trigger warning for a lot of Nolan bros. You aren't going to enjoy this. Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, good people. And welcome to the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Cues. The podcast where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I am your host, Sam, and I am joined this week to review the film Tenet with two of my favourite ladies in the world, the first of which is making her triumphant return to the podcast that she founded, started, and is one of the biggest stars on. Hello, Stacey. How are you? I'm great, thanks, Sam. I'm super excited to be here. Be <laughs> no one believes this shit <laughs> You are so full of shit. It. You've drank too I much know. wine. I just started I started saying that ages ago, just, just to make it, it sound it, good. It is your hello, good people. <laughs> but yeah. Now just I have to say it every time. Mm. I don't think I have a catchphrase. <laughs> you, you'll you'll discover one. Yeah, it'll just happen. I, think I, I said the G word. <laughs> I think that's. A... I don't want that to be my catchphrase. <laughs> the G word is definitely your catchphrase. No, no. So that other the other voice that you hear us taking the piss out of is Liz. How are you, Liz? I'm good. I was worried I wasn't going to get an introduction, but uh, obviously I did. So that's nice. Hey, you went to the cinema though. Oh, yes. I did. Isn't that cool? Isn't that exciting, guys? We went to a film this year. I actually went to a cinema on and, and like, saw a film on a screen. Yes. And it was real nice because I had, like, my jacket on one seat next to me and my bag on the other. And I had, like, all my stuff all spread out. And I had my feet up on the back of the chair. And there was no one around me at all because yes. of social distancing. So I was like, suck it, bitches. <laughs> they, they need to have awesome. it like that all the time. I didn't have to worry that someone was going to come and sit beside me or anything yeah. like that. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to be near people. <laughs> In case any of our listeners are under the age of 35 and, what's ha- and wondering what happens when you turn 35 or, and get older, this is what happens. Oh, yeah. You start hating people. You start hating people and you become those grumpy old fucking assholes that your parents turned into. You need personal space at all times. It's like you've just had enough of people. You're like, yeah. do you know yeah. what? I've done 35 years with people and I wish they'd all just piss off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and give me my seats next to me and the yep. seat in front of me. And yeah, yep. 100%. Anyway, as you guys can tell by the name of the podcast, we are doing the film Tenet. And uh, yeah, here's the thing. I I think everyone knows what this film is because even if you're not planning on going to see this, it's entered the public's consciousness because it's like the first big Hollywood film that's come back out and is supposed to save Hollywood. But I'll I'll run through a little bit of the technical details. Stars John David Washington as an unnamed protagonist, Elizabeth Debicki as Kat, Robert Patterson as Neil, Kenneth Branagh as Andre Sator, and Aaron Taylor Johnson as Ives. Directed by Christopher Nolan, also written by Christopher Nolan. 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, 71% on Metacritic. <laughs> Don't show your cards too early, <laughs> yeah. Look Sorry. at your little face crunch up. Oh, face, <laughs> shoulders, chin, everything. It's, it's hard to hold it in, man. I've been wanting to, I've think, been wanting to chat about this film ever since I walked out of that damn it cinema. Honestly, looks like you've just sniffed one of my farts, Liz. You just crunched up like <laughs> no one's business. <laughs> Yeah, I think those scores reflect how excited people Idiots. are just to leave the house. <laughs> it does reflect. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love this film because I got to sit somewhere that yeah. wasn't my lounge yeah. and eat popcorn that I did not make. Yes, it was amazing. I got to pay an overpriced amount for popcorn and watch the god that is Christopher Nolan, who never makes a bad film apparently. <clears throat> yes, hello, Nolan <clears throat> Bros, and welcome to the podcast. Movie reviews and twenty cues. You're gonna love this. You are gonna love this podcast. But anyway. What's the plot of this film, Stacey? What is Tenet about? Yes, Stacey. What's the plot? Go. Okay. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Okay, so... Stacey watched this last night, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) 
So did I, but I don't envy her this job. Uh, okay, so... I can smell something burning. Yes, my brain. Yeah, that's uh, nice. I see what you did there. <laughs> that is the okay, joke. so John David Washington is a... I don't know what... He's the protagonist, and he is tasked with stopping this evil dude, Sitar, who's Russian or Ukrainian yeah, yeah. or something. Russian. He's Russian. Russian. What's he trying to do? He's trying to stop him from doing whatever it is that he needs to do to save the world. I thought that was very good, actually. Um, He's trying to stop him. Armed with only one word tenet and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. Didn't Mm. he only use the word tenet like once? Yeah. Yes. I thought he was going to be using it all the time. Yeah. Save it for the meat of the podcast here, guys. Okay. Let's fucking get like... Let's get into it then. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. That's enough out of us. If you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is we throw 10 questions at the movie that could be applied to any film. We then move into three personal questions, then finish on a list of questions. But we've got a new Patreon, so we're going to finish on our new Patreon's question. First question is the compliment sandwich, which is either one thing good, one thing bad, one thing good about this film, if we're giving it a score over 5,000 out of 10,000, or... We give it a shit sandwich if we're giving it under 5,000. But I'm going to throw it over to Liz. Why don't you hit us first, Liz, because you look like you're about to scream out of your seat. I have been wanting to talk about this film for quite some time, and um, by quite some time, I mean like a day. 24 <laughs> whole hours yeah. in, like, in linear time. You committed the, po- like the podcast sin, Liz, where you tried to talk about it before we recorded. But that's the thing, like, you, you you were extra hard on it this time. You didn't let me, like, talk about it at all. And I was just like, I need to know what you guys think. And, yeah, so I guess I'll find out now. And I've got a pretty good idea. I have a feeling, like, we might have all the same answers to this question. Probably. So, yeah. So um, that's why I wanted to go first. So I found sounded uh, intellectual. My first shit. You don't need to worry about sounding <laughs> you don't need to, You don't need to worry about sounding intellectual, Liz. But you, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, really, who cares about me? But yeah, anyway, the first shit that I would like to offer this film is that the sound quality was terrible. I couldn't understand half of the things that anybody said, and it wasn't just my cinema. I know other people who had the exact same problem, and this is a film where you really needed to understand what the hell everybody was saying. So the fact that I couldn't understand half of it was just super irritating. Uh, That was, like, I'm just going to jump in here. That was my first bad thing as well. There was two distinct, really bad parts of it, which was that one of the characters would deliver like amazing dialogue, like, hello, how's it going? Look, I need to talk to you. I've got some news that would be like real information. The other character would retort, the other one would be like, oh my God, are you serious? When? Where? And then the other one's like, well, we've got to get there now. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Don't even say that again. Yeah, that was the other thing. Like literally, like the music as well, the score. As though they're like halfway through de- delivering this, like, no, what I'm going to need you to do is I'm going to need you to go to. And retrieve I'm not going to lie, me. I might keep doing that throughout the podcast. I was going to do it. I was going to do it throughout the podcast. I was just going to randomly interject and annoy the shit out of everyone. Throughout no, the- it's hilarious. I'm actually crying. Hey guys, I would actually like to say something good about the sound. It well, so would I. Oh, it, about the it sound. Made, okay. It made it really exciting. <laughs> like because you had no idea what was going on. Yeah, exactly. On. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but it's fucking loud and it's, it's cool. It's obviously bad because <laughs> yeah. the music is bad music. Yeah. 
So, Sorry. Okay, so my good thing was that, again, as you can usually expect for Nolan films, um, there was some really stunning visuals. I especially liked the final Siberian location. I felt like there was some, it was just beautiful. Some of the, um, yep. just the, yeah, the, the imagery on screen was just really lovely. And that made up for what my second bit of shit is, which is that the plot was way, way too confusing. And I had <laughs> no idea what was going on. <laughs> And so at least while I was watching and going, well, why, why is he, what's he, who's that guy? Oh my God. I was like, well, at least it looks pretty. If you've missed all the exposition, it's almost impossible to, to actually like work out who people are and what they're doing and what's happening. Of course we missed the exposition because we couldn't hear it. That's we what I'm saying. We what was going yeah, on. Yeah. 100%. Like none of the characters really stood out. Like other than like the key main ones, I, I'm not even 100% sure I know who Ives is. Was that the Aaron Taylor Johnson? Yeah, Yeah. I came home from the movie and I was like, "Who is that military guy who popped up in the last ten minutes and just took over like he owned the show?" (laughs) Like that's that's who he is. So of my algorithms, I'm going to give it three thousand seven hundred and six algorithms. Yeah, I'm just going to skip Stacey and just go straight to my one because my shit sandwich is well, I've got a shit sandwich as well. But let me just rewind. Like I fully could say that this is potentially. A 7,000 or an 8,000 out of 10,000 if I understood what the hell was going on. But when you only understand yep. a quarter of the dialogue, like it just I still don't think, even if you understood all of the words, I still think I would have been confused. Yeah, I, well, there is that. Just my good thing is like, yes, stunning visually, but also the set pieces are, are, are fucking out of this world. You know, like he knows how to shoot a thrilling action scene. And then my final bad thing as well is, um, like we'll talk about it a little bit later, but the characters individually, but the character interactions was just so bad. Like I just couldn't understand. I couldn't understand what the hell they were talking about. I couldn't understand, like, the vibe between the two. There's supposed to be chemistry yeah. between John David Washington and Elizabeth Debicki's character. I didn't nah. no, no chemistry for me whatsoever. Nah, and even, like, the, the supposed hate between her and Kenneth Branagh. Nothing. Oh, no nah. tension. Nothing there. Oh, wait. Um, Sam, you haven't given it your score. Yeah, what's your score, oh, yeah, Sam? So my score is out of 10,000. <laughs> That's not <laughs> is a number. That a zero? Honestly, it was like the fucking goddamn teacher out of fucking Charlie Brown. Like, Miss, can I go outside? <laughs> <laughs> 4,000. Wow. Could be an 8,000. Fuck this film. You guys yeah. have massive, like, you just need to Oh, chill. I'm sorry. Is it bad that I like to understand the fucking thing I'm spending two and a half hours watching? Yes. yes. I'm yes, sorry to be is. such a drama queen, yeah. Stacey. Yeah, yeah, it is. Come on, just chill. It's a movie. It's made up. It doesn't need to make sense. You don't even need to understand it. <laughs> oh, good, because it. it didn't. <laughs> good. What do, you, what do you got, Stacey? Stacey? I'm giving it a compliment sandwich. You're a brave woman. And yeah. you guys can't believe you haven't been blown away by this as much as I have. Um, John David Washington, he's the man. Yes, he's he is. He's my favourite yeah. new yeah. actor. New, yeah, I really New to like me him. actor. He's I, the only thing holding this movie together. Honestly, <laughs> I was like, this poor guy, he worked his butt off doing all the awesome acting. And then I watched a YouTube video and found out he did all of his own stunts. And so he physically just nice. did everything in this movie Not in a- reverse and forwards. So, you know. That's the craziest part is he actually reversed himself so that he could do the ones in reverse as well. That's pretty cool. Like he invented time travel reversal so that he could... <laughs> Sam, I shut up. Meant, get, like, get out he of here. The- this is not a shit sandwich. It's awesome. He's the man, right? Bad thing. Uh, Sound. No, she can choose I, her I, own I, bad thing. I did have thing. that, but I thought, I'm just going to let all the whinges on the internet and the other people on this podcast <laughs> deal to that. All the whinges. I'm just right. saying. <laughs> but one bad thing that I really didn't like is the choice of location where the main characters 
The protagonist and Neil had their conversations about top secret <laughs> missions that they were going to do. It was always in public and quite loud, clear dialogue, like on a tram, on a train, walking do down a main street. All, I, they do that in the movies all the time and it's so ridiculous. Yeah, I know. But in this movie in particular, it is so obvious yeah, and so yeah, bad. Yeah. You have to come up with another good thing now. Yeah. Well, good luck. <laughs> hey, I really liked the effects. In particular, the plane crash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That was yeah. really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. That was really off. cool. <laughs> that is the height of, like, positive praise that Stacey can give. Yeah. So, my score is 7,200. Shit! Yeah. Damn. I think I gave that to Extraction, and I thought it was really good. No, 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 no. Extraction's way better than this, but... Yeah, actually, maybe I gave it, like, high 700. Extraction is way better than this. Any I, Nolan bros listening to us just shit their pants. I know, right? Uh, Miss Positive, why don't you start us off with question number two? Okay, what song would you have inserted into this film and where or why? And we've got to mention that this is a Patreon question. Comes courtesy of Chris Yeni. Fuck you, the man, Chris. We love you. Yeah, this is a great question. Uh, mine's probably a bit of a shit choice, but I don't know. It's just what came to mind. I thought that they could have had Jump Around. Um, and do it when they were like jumping in and out of the house or like out of the, out of that flat. I did think it was kind of funny how it was like a reverse bungee jump and you know, the reverse time and all that sort of stuff. I thought that was kind of cute. The one for me is that at one point there's a new cat on the boat with Kenneth Brenner's character. Was it Sater? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking that song, what's new pussycat? Whoa. whoa. (laughs) That's even worse than mine. I thought my choice was terrible. I am going, this is my worst joke of the podcast. Like what's new pussycat? Get it? Uh, Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Yes. (laughs) We get it. Oh my God. Come on, Sam. Who are you talking to? (laughs) Machu. Yeah. Machu Machu would find that joke hilarious. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Machu's probably. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to try and class this movie up a little bit. I, uh, this song actually came on in, on the radio on the drive home, and I thought, yes, they needed to bring this. So, Walk on the Wild Side. Oh, yeah, Lou Reed. Yeah. yeah. So when would you put it in? Okay, so I would put it in at the end, a scene where Robert Pattinson, um, JDW, and old mate, military guy, uh, the three of them are left there. And he's just walking away. Oh, yeah. And so you just need to bring the mood of the whole thing down. Just chill the whole thing down a bit. <laughs> anyway, that moves it over to question number three. What is this, Liz? What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film? Oh, yes. So I don't know why I sound so excited to talk about that. Maybe it's the rum. But uh, he spends a lot of this film trying to work out who the bad guy is, right? Who's getting these weapons? And then he finds out through mm. the uh, woman in India that it's like this guy, Priya. and then he, yeah, yeah, Priya, and then in order to meet this guy, he tries to set up a interview through his wife and all this other stuff. I was thinking to myself, the reason why he must be doing this is because he's got no troops or backing or anything. But then at the end, we see they've got all these troops and army and all this other shit at their disposal. So I'm like, why the fuck didn't they just storm this guy's boat or whatever at the first chance they got? What is stopping them from finding this guy early on, storming him, fucking taking him prisoner or whatever? Kenneth Branagh's character I'm talking about. And, like, stopping him from being able to build this fucking bomb. Why'd they fucking rout? Yes, the movie would have been about an an hour shorter. Probably would have been a good movie. But, fuck, what the fuck are they doing? I think they're not trying to use brute force. They're trying to use smarts. Like, they're trying to go, ooh, 
how can we like play with this concept of inverted objects and what, time yeah. travel instead of just going full bloody action movie like army but yet movie? They <laughs> degenerate into that. I feel like the thing that Christopher Nolan was doing was he was like trying to make a Bond film. And in Bond, it's always like Bond on his own and he never has a massive army behind him sorting it out and that sort of shit. Mm. And he was trying to make that. But then he got to the end where he was like, ah, fuck. You know? (laughs) No, no, no. What I think happened is they went, hey, in this movie, we were playing with time and inversion of things. It would be really cool to have a battle scene where one team's going in reverse and one team's going in, you know. Yeah. Okay, um, okay. So if, if if someone came to me and said, did you know that Chris Nolan sat down and was just like, hey, here's all these like really cool action set pieces and here's a bit of an idea and he made a movie around that? I'd totally believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should, should we have a plot, character development? Should we have like, you know, like a hero's journey? Should we have anything that makes sense? Nah, fuck all that. Let's just film one. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> what was your deep philosophical debate, Stace? Okay, I was actually thinking about this when I was watching the movie. I was like, how hard is it to enjoy a movie that is designed to be watched multiple times Mm. in order to understand it? So about, you know, about, I don't know how far through, quarter of the way through, I was just like, I'm not supposed to get this. I can't understand it. I'm not even going to try. So to put it this way, like, I often need to pee halfway through a movie, and usually I just hold on to the end. Halfway through this, I was like, I don't want to go for a pee because then I'm not going to understand this film. And I was like, do you understand it now? No. (laughs) So I just left, came back, just came back, and I was just like, oh, yeah, it's still doing whatever it's doing. What about you, Liz? What's your deep philosophical debate? Uh, Okay, so um, this may not come as a surprise to anyone. My deep philosophical debate was, how am I not smart enough to understand what the fuck is going on? Like, I am a smart person. I am really quite, I'm quite often the smartest person in the room. I don't want to be a dick about it, but here we are. (laughs) Like, at least I couldn't understand this film. I can only imagine what, like, some people would just turning up the film and just going, uh, a mango bang bang with gun. <laughs> <laughs> like, someone... I think it comes down to how willing you are to let go of trying to understand it. Yeah. So, for instance, I... Well, that's stupid. No, Why would anyone no, want to go to a that, film that, that that's... makes them feel dumb? No, I, I let go of trying to understand it, and then I was like, uh. Okay, it's a movie. So I went and watched this film <laughs> with an incredibly hungover Machu that probably only had like about four or five hours oh, sleep. God. If you tell me he understood it, I've given up. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I said, what do you think of that? And he's like, there's no fucking way in hell I am doing a podcast on that, bro. <laughs> Fuck that movie. <laughs> I just gave up, bro. And I was like, yeah, you just, it's like, I reckon that is. Like, if you watch something you don't understand, you just give up. You just mentally go, eh. Yep. I've got two aspects to this. One is, okay, Christopher Nolan, do you want to make films that people feel bad about themselves when they watch it? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, why Why make people feel stupid? That's not like, good. My, why are you picking on New Zealand girls, Christopher Nolan? <laughs> but the flip side, or the or another aspect that I'm thinking about is, you know how we think, okay, somebody's made a movie and, and people have invested like multiple millions of dollars in, into mm-hmm. this, so therefore it must make sense. It's like, no. Maybe we're smarter than they are. And that's why it doesn't make sense, because it's just not that smart. Yeah. yeah. This was not I smart. need to see a Neil deGrasse Tyson explainer on the theory behind oh, this. Oh, yeah, that could do it. Yeah. I'd say one of the worst things about it was that I was there by myself, which usually I don't mind. Like in a movie, I mean, I'm just staring at the screen. I don't need someone else to be there. But I really wanted to talk to someone at the end and be like, 
I can't be the only person who's sitting here going, what the fuck, right? But the couple along from me, the girl sort of just suddenly went, and I just kind of like shook her hands around her head and I just went, oh my God, she hated it too. And I couldn't help myself and I was just like, excuse me, did you get that? And she was just like, no. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. <laughs> like, it just made me feel so much better that this woman was obviously just as annoyed as I was, whereas the guy was probably a bit more like Stacey. And like, hi to that guy, because I told him he should listen to this podcast. So if he does, that's really there cool. There we go. Uh, anywho, that moves us over to question number four, which is another Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Dave Baker. Dave has his own Patreon at patreon.com forward slash your favorite. There's a link down below. It's the American spelling on it. And on it, he posts a ton of creative content ranging from pro samples, curated YouTube recommendations, and YouTube video essays to written essays on Medium. All go check it out. It's awesome. And what Dave would like to know this week is which character from this film would have the biggest social media presence and on what platform? In theory, none of the main characters should be on social media. They are all spies. So in that case, I think that the orchestra at the start is the, would have the biggest oh, social media the presence. Because <laughs> they need to get word out there that they've got a packed full house. So they must have some good marketing and some of it will be on social media. We're so good we can knock the audience out. <laughs> well, they didn't do it. Well, actually, I don't know. Did they? they didn't get no, but they'll know. That would be notorious. You know what I mean? Like everyone got knocked yeah. out at the opera. They're like, it was so fucking good. It put us to sleep. Wait, that's a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I have a genius answer to this, and my answer is... <laughs> okay, Donald Trump. <laughs> I just, I'm the smartest person. I, I'm real smart. I've got I a just told I'm you. Smart. Uh, you. I am the smartest person in the room. I am no smart. one knows more about technology than me. I mean, S-M-A-R-T. No, okay. So my brilliant answer is Priya. Now you may say, oh, but Liz, Priya is an arms dealer. Ah, but you guys, Priya like hid the fact that she was an arms dealer because you were supposed to think it was her husband. So Priya's like all over Facebook and posting like pictures of her knitting and shit to keep her cover. <laughs> you know, she's posting up pictures of her like... Oh, she's got a like a... Chicken dancer. She's, you know? she's got a cooking yeah. YouTube, like how to do home-cooked yeah. authentic like Indian YouTube. food. Oh, it would be so 100%. good. Pretty good. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki's character, Kat, is apparently oh. royalty in this film. She's like a... Oh, she's Lady Barton. Lady Barton. There we go. Like the, look, oh. at, look at how much people give a shit about the royals. Everyone goes crazy about the royals. Like Princess Zara. Who the fuck is Zara? She's like 20th in the line to the throne, yet she's... Yeah, but she's a hot blonde. Yeah. Oh, I see your point. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> well done. You've worked it out. You've solved the fuck code. You. You're and smarter than we thought. You're smarter than Chris Nolan Ford. You're smarter than me Ford. (laughs) Anyway, uh, next Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of our Patreon, Julio, from the Contrarians podcast. And he would like to know, what's your most controversial opinion about this film? Before we get into that, what's the Contrarians podcast? Where where they... They're very contrarian. They take like the opposite or controversial view of the movie and talk about it. And then later in the podcast, they reveal what their true thoughts about it In real are. talk. Well done. Congratulations. Here we go. Stacey's actually listened to yes, an episode. Yes, I well actually done, have, Julio. <laughs> Very impressive. Okay. Well, I mean, we're fairly controversial already, given that this has a positive review. But Liz, what's yours? Uh, yeah, hear me out. Pretty sure people aren't going to like this one. But I think it would be a much better movie had Christopher Nolan not written it or directed it. Or Anyone directed. else has done it, I'd like it more. Anyone else? Michael Bay. Yep. Sure. (laughs) 
any other director, I'd be happier. Okay. Whoa, uh, that is going to be controversial. We're going to have hate, I know, hate mail spicy. from the Bring it, Chris, bitches. for Nolan fans. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure they've already But maybe the off. Bay fans will stick up for me. <laughs> There's no Bay fans. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so my controversial opinion that I thought of halfway through watching this film was that John David Washington would be absolutely perfect as being cast as Wolverine in the new MCU. Ooh. Yeah, he's got the vibe. Like, the, the reason why it's controversial is because everyone fucking loses their shit when someone of a different skin colour oh, plays someone as, Ooh, it's the racist source material. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. My favourite, fuck? my favourite was, um, I think, Ariel, the little mermaid. Yeah. And they were like, she can't be black. I'm like, she can't be a mermaid either. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> you seem fine to suspend belief when it's about her having a fucking fish tail. No, no. See, see, I was actually on board for that because, like, obviously Ariel was white and Ursula was a purple character. So I don't want Melissa McCarthy playing someone that's purple. Or we, I want an actual purple actress playing <laughs> Ursula from Little Mermaid. I don't... <laughs> anyway, yeah, controversial opinion. What about you, Stacey? I just wish that the locations had been made more obvious. You know how when you watch like a Mission Impossible movie or something, they actually have it imprinted on the screen, you know, oh, yeah. what city they're in and what location. I mean, that would have helped because it's an international spy movie. I picked up some of the locations, but some of them just rolled straight into the other. Next. You'd like the director to have given you some contextual clues. Yes. Wouldn't that be nice? I think it's controversial because I think there'll be people out there who are he like... he doesn't? Yeah, who are like, <laughs> no... It's art. It just is how it is, and that decision was made. And I'm like, no, unmake that decision and do it differently. Fair enough. Uh, Question number six is also a Patreon question. Comes courtesy of the amazing woman is Emily Higgins of the Tasteless Podcast. What would she like to know there, Liz? Okay, the lovely Emily, uh, who I admire very much, uh, would like to know which side character would have the best spin-off movie. Uh, Robert Patterson. I mean, I've got a question about him later, but he's like this sort of charming, suave... British dude, but then at the same point, like he dies at the end, right? So he he dies and mm, mm, the... does he? No, he does. Like he goes back through time when he dies, and uh, the protagonist knows he dies. So I mean, what's the spinoff movie? Maybe just maybe if we well, saw the, the adventures. Of... Yeah, yeah. Maybe if we saw the adventures of him and John David Washington before they like be, you know teamed up for this film, maybe that would be the side movie. Yeah, totally. I'd I'd dig that. They were the two yeah, likable nice. characters. But yeah, it just, it just makes too much sense. What about you, Stacey? Yeah, well, a character that I really liked and think we need to get to know better is Mahir. He seemed fun. He yeah. was. He he is kind of comic relief. Like, he's that slightly light-hearted character. Like, he's waiting in the boat for Cat to, to um, fire off the flare gun, and she's looking out, and he's like, not yet, you know? <laughs> it's just like, that could be, turn comic really quick. Not to mention his first scene where we first meet him. Yeah. And he's talking about um, how they're going to crash this plane. He's like, no, it's okay. Leave it up to me. Uh, you know, they'll just write it off as an act of terrorism if it all goes pear-shaped. <laughs> uh, and he just totally owns that persona. And yeah, character. I thought that was really good. If they hadn't had that line, that would have just been really like a appalling lack of... Yeah. I am going to go with Priya. Um, I want to know how she became this hardcore arms dealer, like this just lovely... Delicate, beautifully dressed Indian woman. I feel like there must be a bit of a backstory there, and I think that could be quite cool. And she's working for John David Washington. Yeah, but I think that's tied into this whole stupid tenant thing that I don't really like, which is, you know, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know so how you she want became something. an arms dealer. 
Like I think it's I the mover and shaker behind the I scenes. I think her career is more on the English side of things. You know, like if you're looking at if we're aligning this with Bond movies, you've got M played by Dame Judi Dench. You know, so I'm kind of thinking that Engl- I'm so amazed at you right now. The English side. Of- <laughs> Someone's gonna get late. Probably not. And it's Stacey. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't you know, know if you can call it getting laid, but it's that- something. Oh, God. So anyway, that's where I see Priya in context of this world. Fair enough. Moves us over to question number seven, which is also a Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of the amazing man, this Dan Reddick of the Netflix and Swill podcast. If we were the head of Netflix and we were marketing this film, when would we have dropped the first trailer for this film? Stacey. We're all going to have the same answer for this, aren't we? What is, what Maybe. is it? Maybe. Inverted six months after the film oh. released. <laughs> That's way smarter than my answer. You're a fucking genius. Okay, what's question number seven, Stacey? That's <laughs> great. If, if you just embedded it in and you just didn't tell anyone yeah. and it had been on Netflix for like yeah. six months and then yeah. no one knew. <laughs> Yep, fair enough. Uh, I I had an answer to this, but I've gone back in time, and I'm actually going to say three months after the movie came out on Netflix. Oh, (laughs) Ben. That was embarrassing. Okay, this sounds like I'm stealing your answer, but I'm I'm telling you, listeners, if you play this podcast in reverse, it's going to sound like (laughs) I came up with a great answer. Stacey didn't have shit. Stacey stole off me. Play it in reverse, listeners. I'm telling you, it's worth it. If they play it in reverse, they won't know what you're talking about, so it doesn't matter. Up, fuck the shut, okay? <laughs> I see what you did Up, there. fuck the shut. <laughs> you think you're so clever. I you can't understand this film, could you? So you can't be that clever. Okay, you guys, that takes us to question number eight. What scene will you remember on your deathbed? Is it the plane? Are we all the plane? No, this, oh. this might be a bit of a weird answer, but it's what sort of came to my mind. Cat diving off the boat. I just, I really liked the callback to how she brought it up about the, her freedom and stuff and, and the balance of it and just like the way it was sort of portrayed. I just thought that was a really beautiful moment. And if I didn't think about it anymore, that was a really great scene. <laughs> <laughs> but then I yes. thought about it more and I went, well, wait, what, what did the previous cat even think that was? And like, where did she think she was going? And then like, like it made no sense. And it's so confusing. And no. she looked just like her. The past cat saw future cat diving off the boat right and so she she just thought her husband was cheating on her with some woman who was like fleeing the boat to get away to hide to swim back to shore or i don't know elizabeth debicki is very distinctively looking Um, so (laughs) did she think that distinctive yeah that's kind of what i mean like didn't she recognize her own like she's tall how do you i mean yeah exactly how do you not i guess but maybe he had a type because i guess she didn't see her face properly or whatever and his type is a six foot four short-haired blonde woman no but how many of them are rolling around but i guess quite a few the thing is this woman he's russian after all this woman Mm. is diving off a boat and you've got the reflection of the sun in the water and you've being out on a hot day in the in the boat, you know, with your son, you're not concentrating. She just saw this like flicker out the corner of her eye. Like if I saw somebody of my body shape jumping off a boat, my first thought wouldn't be, "Oh, I've gone back in time and I've jumped <laughs> off a boat." <laughs> um, would it? Really, mine would. That's that's what I automatically assume every time. True. Good point. Wouldn't you be yeah. like, "I don't look as bad as that guy." <laughs> Probably. Oh, burn. Probably. 
No, anyway, let's carry yeah, on. Moving on from Sam's current body hate. Um, yeah. Anyway. What about you, Sam? I'm fat shaming What's myself. Saying? Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's the airplane. It's crashing an airplane into the building. It's obvious. I've already mentioned that. It's definitely the airplane. What about you, Sam? Yeah, I love that scene too. Totally loved it. But there's one specific aspect of it that just made me feel really relaxed and I enjoyed it. Really? You, a plane <laughs> crashing into a building made you feel no, relaxed? No, Welcome no. back to Look, the We podcast. knew she was weird, Sam. She married you. No. Of course she like no. enjoyed that. There was one particular aspect. Are you fucking mental? No. Oh, shut up and let her tell listen us. Listen to me. Okay, so when you see that guy just like just kind of casually rolling those massive pellets of gold bars off the out the back hatch and they're just like spilling all over the runway it was just like ah, oh, something so expensive you don't treat it like that he was so casual there was something about that interaction that i just was like cool yeah let's just move on let's just move on all right uh what quote from this film would be the worst thing to hear after you finish having sex sam he's good with his fists for a diplomat <laughs> not bad i like it mine is well i've seen too much <laughs> oh yes i've had that on my list as well yeah this, that seems like it wouldn't be very flattering no so uh the first one i had was what the hell happened here mm. that's a little bit concerning mm. but i think the best one would have been welcome to the afterlife yes <laughs> anywho that moves us over to the last question that can be applied to any film and it's making its return. The question is, what's something that you guys notice in this film that you don't think other people might have immediately noticed? Kat wasn't wearing a mask when she returned to the yacht in Vietnam, and neither was old mate. But they should have been because there's COVID-19? <laughs> no, no, because, because they, they need oxygen. oxygen. They need oxygen oh. mask when they go back in time. Do you know the answer to this, Liz? No, Oh, yeah, so, yeah, that makes perfect sense, Stacey, like, as in it didn't make sense, because mm. as far as I understood it, they always needed to have their own air when they were going Otherwise, they're breathing in carbon, carbon dioxide, dioxide. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. instead so of oxygen. Why didn't um, the protagonist have a mask on when he was talking to Priya? Oh, look, I think there are so many scenes where this didn't happen, right? Is it because he'd stopped going backwards through time? Yeah, yeah. To talk to her going forwards through time? But then how did he start going backwards through time again? The only two that were at that point was Cat and... Sater, like the bit at the end where he shoots her, he's going forward through time. And so is she now, right? Yeah, yeah they are. Mm. But my understanding is that you physically are the inverted object in time when yeah. you go back in time, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't really make sense because they were walking forwards and, <laughs> you know, everything like that. No, I think yeah. she'd, she'd gone backwards in time and then... She'd gone back into one of those things and changed to moving forward again. Oh, that's and right. that's when oh, she went so to the it's boat. Like a and like, tape. I literally have only just worked this out now as we're talking. Like, uh, but wasn't he moving backwards through time because he was reversing himself back to the day when he was going to destroy the world? Wasn't that his thing? Like, he, now that he had all the pieces together, he was reversing himself back through time to, yeah, but to we- make, make the algorithm and blow up the world. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Oh my god, this. But film maybe is that's because we don't understand it. Yeah, maybe. I strongly suspect that they filmed some of these scenes in reverse, right? And one of the reasons why I say they filmed these scenes in reverse and then played them forwards is there's a scene at the end where the military's running in the backgrounds and, like, we've got one military going forward through time, we've got one military going back through time, but one of the teams that's running back through time, forward through time, I can't fucking remember, one of them's running, like, knees up, 
sort of thing. Like, like, like if you, if I was to say to anyone right now, listen to this, run backwards, you would probably run in a comical fashion where your knees are higher than you they normally would be when you're running in a forwards direction. Yeah. You know, like because when you're your trying to, almost like trying way. to high step backwards. So if you watch one of the scenes at the end, there's a whole bunch of people running forwards, but it honestly looks like they're trying to do high knees, like knee themselves in the chin as they run forwards. And that made me wonder, I wonder if those guys actually ran in reverse and then he played it backwards forwards to like, you know, get that feeling of like, this is a scene, but it's a scene in reverse and all that sort of shit. What about so, you, Liz? Um, well, I wondered if you clicked that the bag tag that Neil had on his bag at the end was the bag tag yes. that we saw on the bag at the start in the opera house. I yes, didn't absolutely. click. I saw them zooming in on it a couple of times, but I didn't realize whose bag it was at the start. To be honest, I mean, it's I made that up. I totally go- I-, I read it in an article otherwise. I wouldn't <laughs> oh, so you didn't actually notice. You read it in an no. article. <laughs> no, the thing that I actually noticed, I was just trying to be smart, but actually, nah, didn't get it. Um, the thing that I actually noticed was um, the school that um, Max went to, that Kat was waiting outside, uh, uh, the, it had the postcode on the name of the, you know, on the yeah, street Ken sign. Lane. It was NW2. Yeah. And when I looked that up, it was like Kensal Green and Gold is Green. And I was like, I'm sorry, no, a Russian oligarch or Russian arms dealer or whatever, his kids would not be going to a school in fucking Kensal Gold is Green. <laughs> They'd be down in like Chelsea or some shit. Like, yeah. no way would they be there. I just went, nah, don't buy it. Anywho, that's the end of the 10 questions that can be applied to any film. We now move into our personal questions. And this week, Stacey leads us off. Go, Stace. Okay, I had like one million questions about this film when I you came did. home. And you asked it. me all of them when you got home. And I was like, Did you the have podcast. the answers to any? So I had to. I know. didn't have the answers to any of them. I don't know. <laughs> nah. It was like a fucking insane person talking. I could have asked a million questions here, but anyway, I figured you guys wouldn't have any of the answers either, so I was like, I'm just not going to bother with that. I narrowed it down. Okay, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how much did you care about the characters, Liz? When I read this question, I was like, oh, you have hit the fucking nail on the head. Like, you just... (laughs) didn't yeah like oh any of them could have died at any point and i would have been like okay yeah like i just really and even even the protagonist Mm. even if he died i would have been like okay yeah like i'm just gonna completely agree like i said there was not much in the way of character interaction between these characters to the point that you sort of like brought the camaraderie between them or the chemistry or anything like that and it's the same thing like individually as these characters they were so one-dimensional. Like I have not seen a more one-dimensional female character in a movie in Elizabeth Debicki since I don't fucking know when. Like, oh, yeah. I want my son back. Like, that was it. Like, that was her whole. Like, the, like. So to answer your question, there, Stacey, I, I two out of ten. I like. I cared about the protagonist. I found him engaging. I found you know Robert Patterson to a lesser degree, but the the rest of them I was just like, take it or leave it. You know, like, oh, he wants to destroy the world because he's got pancreatic cancer and he's dying. Okay. I think he just doesn't care. Like, he just doesn't think it's important. He thinks if you have a, a fancy, you know, concept and, like, pretty visuals, then who gives a shit about the people? Well, people care about people. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is a no-brainer, mate. But, like, especially always, now. Yeah, yeah, especially now. But it's uh, we could talk about this for hours. Let's oh, move God. on. No, what what do you got on. next, Stacey? Got okay, next? question number 12. What was the point of the opera house scene? I think it was purely to establish... John David Washington as being a badass to also establish the idea of like time and these reversal bullets and all that sort of shit. Again, the sound 
Like, for me, it was like, okay, we need to send in the Americans. Cool. The Americans went in, and then they came out, and then they had this exposition sort of shit in the hallway where they, were, where they got masks <laughs> What the fuck is going on? Yeah, I, I thought maybe they were trying to explain how the CIA team got the plutonium, but then why was the plutonium in an opera house? And actually, was there even in that first bit? I can't even remember. And you can go oh, into an no opera idea. house when there's no one in there. Yeah. Then I thought um, they used it. He used it as a um, way to show the inverse help, like t- so that you mm. saw the inverse stuff happening early on, so that you were kind of like, oh, okay, there's something weird there happening with time. So now I have to keep an eye out for it. But I have to say that bit when they're in the train yard and he's trying to take the cyanide pill. I have no idea what was going on with that. Like, mm. what were they trying to get out of him? And I just what what what's it's happening? Like, now? They wanted to see how far he'd go to defend secrets. I think. I think that was Yeah, but idea. it just would have been nice if we knew what the fuck the secret was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. just really dumb. Yeah. Next okay, question. thanks for filling me in, guys. Sorry, Stacey, <laughs> that we couldn't <laughs> yeah. Okay, question 13. Is John David Washington the worst boss ever? Yes, absolutely. He's gone back through time. He's a micromanager. He's. <laughs> I disagree. Ooh. I- I think Hitler would be worse. Oh, okay, fine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I will give the film this, like, it was a kind of cutesy twist, the idea that he actually did go back and set this all up. and Like, he was the one sorting it out all the whole time. Yeah. But then that's confusing, actually, because then you get to the paradox of, but wait, how did he yes. start yeah. knowing it? Like, where did, when was the initial instance? That makes no sense. Yeah. If you think about that too much, that fucks my head up. So, or is he, is he a second <laughs> version of himself? Is he the future protagonist? And there's ah, another protagonist. Stacey, my brain is exploding. <laughs> okay, Liz. <laughs> oh, please let me keep moving. That'd be great. So, question 14, a bit more lighthearted one for you here. Um, which two films had sex to make this film? Uh, the first film I'm going to go with is 2011's Source Code, a film in which Jake Gyllenhaal keeps going back through time to relive a terrorist attack over and over again that he has to stop. Oh, I just feel like that just makes way too much sense. It just sort of marries up with this one quite nicely. And then I'm going to go with Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne goes all across Europe. This guy goes all across Europe. There we go. Boom. I am very pleased to announce the birth of What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> She's making a birth the, the announcement proud, the movie. The proud parents of baby Tenet are <laughs> Mission Impossible Fallout and Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction? Now, I would like clarity on I this. I know choice, what you're please. thinking. Swamp! <laughs> okay, Pulp Fiction has the... The chronological order slightly switched up. Slightly? Yeah, majorly switched up. I'm just going to play the the role of shocked character throughout the rest of this. Uh, <laughs> You're doing very well, Sam. Keep and and now we know what's in the briefcase. It's the algorithm. Algorithm? <laughs> Makes sense. All right, so um, we've already sort of talked about how incredibly flat and pathetic the two female characters that you have in this film are. Well, Priya's interesting, but she's just such a trope. We haven't talked about it enough, There is a scientist as well. There is a scientist who's popped up for a whole exposition Batman and then she disappears. They were all just such tropes. Like, it was just like, oh, we need the damsel in distress. Okay, good, there's Kat. And we need the... Oh, the woman's actually the evil one behind the man. Like, it was just so disappointing. And actually, I'm pretty sure, I, I couldn't say for 100% certainty, but I'm pretty certain that this uh, film did not pass the Bechdel test. 
So uh, my question is actually more of a demand that you recast one of the male leads with a woman so that the movie would pass the Bechdel test. And I'd like to know who your woman is just because to make it fun. Absolutely. Goodbye, Kenneth Branagh. Hello, Sharon Stone. I will put Sharon Stone into any movie I can. Sharon Stone would be an amazing Russian oligarch slash villain. I could imagine, like, Sharon Stone just lends herself to villainry. She's fucking awesome at it. Plus, I'd love to see Sharon Stone and Elizabeth Debicki. They've got a rocky relationship. I, I, <laughs> I don't want to say any more because I'm... Getting excited? Yes. Okay, calm down, Sam. <laughs> Stacey, what's your answer? I love Shazza. This might be my also my controversial opinion. Robert Pattinson what? was not my favourite. Yep. He could be replaced with Jodie Comer from Killing Eve fame. In Killing Eve alone, she she plays Russian, um, British, American. She plays all different like that's not that's just the tip of the iceberg. She can play any different character. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I don't like her. Sorry. Whoa! I just I, I watched a little bit of Killing Eve. I found it very irritating. You guys have okay. to. You need to rewatch it, Liz. I'm disappointed with you. Okay, Liz is getting told <laughs> off. She's not even angry. She's disappointed. That's worse. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my world, Liz. This is shit I have to put up with. Uh, okay. Well, we're moving on so that um, Stacy won't keep being disappointed at me because that hurts. It does. Um, so my last question is, I it ties into basically one of the things I found the most confusing about the film is, did future Cat kill past Cat and take over her life? Like, there was a bunch of, like, future people, like, walking around, but then, like, how did they tie in with their past versions? I really did not understand that. So what the fuck? I feel like she did, given that she's picking up her kid from school. Right? F- but it was the one that knew about the guy, because she had the phone. It couldn't be the old cat. It, absolutely. Exactly. Like, it... Yeah, I'm just going to go with yep. Well, when you first asked this question, I read it out loud to Sam, and he's like, yeah, totally she did. And I thought, well, actually, I wasn't that bothered about it in the movie, and I didn't even think twice about it until right now. But I actually actually have a different take than you guys. So let's just say that both timelines, they don't converge. They... Uh, mo- there's multiple realities. Oh, so, you're doing so, the, the different yeah, splitting threads. Yeah, past cat and yeah, future yeah. cat can still exist at the same time. Well, at the same time, that's a wrong phrase, but you know what I mean? They're still carrying on and they never cross paths because they're in different In their separate lines time of reality. Line. Got time for this shit. Except that he didn't cover that <laughs> off at all. That wasn't a No, thing, he didn't, so. but that's my take on it now. Right oh, right yeah, now, no, as of nice. you asking me that question. That was like the grandfather paradox, I guess. It was, kind yeah. Of thing that they talked about. Shared yeah. custody. There we go. They've got shared custody. <laughs> no, they don't come into contact, Sam. You don't, you're not understanding. because yeah, they'll kill each other. It said that. You're not understanding. Anyway, let's move on. Anywho, that moves me over to my questions. So, this is a Topher question. He threw a couple of questions at us that uh, didn't actually make it into the podcast because he obviously couldn't be here for the recording. And one of, I'm, I've recycled one of his. What do you guys reckon happened to Christopher Nolan to make him hate time and linear structure so much? So, for instance, in Dunkirk, like it's all chopped up. Memento, it's like played in reverse. Interstellar, Matthew McConaughey's character goes back in time to tell him younger vision of his daughter um, blah, 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 blah. spoiler alert oh yeah spoiler alert for all yeah, of these time films time is the fifth dimension <laughs> Sam and, and I know but I love saying that so yeah what do you guys reckon what do you guys reckon happened to Christopher Nolan to make him hate time and linear structure so much I'm calling it the stale pale male curse <laughs> I'm just going where a mediocre man thinks he's a fucking brilliant genius and it's like 
oh, I have this good idea. I'm going to make this film and it's going to be awesome. And, and everyone should shut up and listen to me. Yes, tr- trying to be like Holy uber shit. smart. Holy shit. You, so you're saying the guy that made The Dark Knight and made Prestige and the guy that made uh, Inception is a stale, pale, yes, mediocre talent. it's pretty. And <laughs> like, okay, yeah. this is Liz's controversial opinion I as love well. Sam's face, man. <laughs> His face to this. He's just shocked. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm just, just amazed. How, what so, do you think it was a feminist who wrote the soundtrack for this movie? Yeah, she was trying to block it out. She was like, yes. fuck this white male bullshit. I'm fucked. Fuck the patriarchy. I'm mad all over it. And see, as we've discussed this more, it's becoming clear. Oh, my God. I, I want to I, do I, that I, now to any other stale pale male that ever talks to me. And they're like, mmm, 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 look at me. I'm just going to be like, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll be pleased to know that my answer is much simpler. I think it's weed. <laughs> That's he just smoked like. a few too many joints and things got a little bit mixed up and it kind of made sense to him. But everyone around him is like, hmm, that's not how we see it. <laughs> see, I, I totally imagine that he was like a young kid and he had a favorite toy, like maybe a He-Man or a Transformer or something like that. I don't know. G.I. Joe. There we go. G.I. Joe's been around for ages. Barbie, maybe. He had a favorite toy and he was sitting there and he's playing with it and he's like, I love my toy. I've, this is what I've wanted my entire life. And then suddenly the grandfather clock behind him just fell over smashed his toy into a million pieces and he looked at the clock and said if you're going to fuck with me time I'm going to fuck with you and that's- <laughs> well that's creative grandfather clock grandfather clock came out and fucked with him and now he's fucking with time anywho uh, so in this film Kenneth Branagh has decided that because he can't have her he's going to stop anyone else from having her but then he decides if he can't live in this world he's going to destroy the entire world but I don't know from you guys how did he know how to make the algorithm and destroy the world who was sending him the information or that sort of shit like because we never get that fully explained we get an idea that in the future an oppenheimer type person has created something that will destroy the world and that some people have sent it back to him potentially and other people you know there's been a war and shit's traveling back through time but i want to know because he's clearly putting this all together to create a device that like can destroy the world who is it who's how why how it blew my mind when i looked up the cast list after this and that was kenneth branner same because I do I, not recognize I wouldn't have picked him. that in a million years. Um, no, so didn't he just? What well, didn't they say? It was about dead drops. Like basically, someone came back from the future using the inverse entropy or whatever. Yeah, and but who like left him information? Who? Who was it? I don't know. Some random psychopath. Okay, some random psychopath. You didn't say. You didn't say who. You just said no, how. No, you like how? Like how. like like how? Like is someone in the future sent back all the shit? Well, they talk about the grandfather paradox. Yes! In this film. So I think... So you think he's the grandfather of the person? Yes. So his grandson mm. or granddaughter leaves it back for him. That's that exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking... Oh, his... really? Yeah, 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 I was thinking... That would have been cleverer <laughs> if they made that in any way clear that that was a thing. I, I like... If we're analysing this film, which I obviously am, I think there's two answers to this. I think there's either the son the grandson or someone along his line that knew the story, that found out the story, that has, like, you know... Like, by the time the technology's caught up to it, he's gone, oh, shit, I need to do this to make this happen sort of thing. Otherwise, the past is no, never going to happen. But by that same rationale of the past is never going to happen, that's why I thought it might have been John David Washington's character. Because he he becomes the boss, right? He becomes the boss of this organization. 
but how is he going to become the boss unless he goes through this whole massive situation in which he comes out as the big hero that saved the day, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, and then elevates himself through this, you know, organization. No, I disagree with both of those theories. (laughs) Well, you know what? Eat a dick. (laughs) Look, the son isn't going to go for that or tell him to do that or anything because he was young enough that he probably wouldn't remember his dad who died from pancreatic cancer that much, and the cat would have told him how fucking awful he was and how he shouldn't trust him and he should never do anything for him. Okay, okay. we're not giving Kat enough credit in this scenario, right? So she, That's because she was a 2D No, but blob. listen, she is now the grandmother. And so and she is yeah. the one who stops him from killing everybody along with himself. So I think there's a tie-in there. I think actually she's got more to do with the great or the great-grandson or the grandson or whoever it is coming back and explaining it's not how it's going to play out. She knows how it's going to play out, Mm. right? I just don't understand why any of them would make that circumstance even a possibility. Like Robert Patterson says, like, we, you know, there's no way of changing it. Like, everything happens. It happens for a reason, blah, 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 goes through that sort of stuff. So it almost feels like if you get to a point in the future where you're like, oh, I've worked it out. I need to have that happen in order for us to have this unifying event which creates this and does this and all that sort of shit. It's like, who else? Who else? Like, well, otherwise, we've got some random strangers in the future that are like, hey, let's fucking blow up the past. And like, why? Why uh, would they no. want to blow up the fucking past? That's what I thought. Oh, it's because of an, an, another article I read, and it was because they said they fucked up with climate change, and so they needed to go back and stop the world being fucked up, and they thought that if they reversed entropy, it would fix it mm. or something. I don't know. Anywho, who knows? Got who knows ideas. anything anymore? My brain is fried. Exactly. So, next question. Question 19. Was this a Bond test run for Robert Pattinson? For me, I figure if it was, he failed, because... Oh! To me, he was just Edward from Twilight, except with a better tan, and he smiled more and had a British accent. I'm just going to ask, have you seen Robert Pattinson in any of his films he's done in like, the last couple of years? Because that boy has some serious acting chops. I don't know. I take back every negative thing I ever said about him after Twilight came out. That guy can act. You're not replacing Daniel Craig with this bloody Joker. <laughs> he's not the Joker. He's Batman. Okay, he's, he's Batman. No, see, Batman I was fine with. I thought that was a reasonable casting. I thought that would work okay, but um, I don't see Batman. Um, I'd be more inclined to put um, the protagonist in his bond. I totally agreed 100%, yeah. Liz. Yeah. I have never seen Robert Pattinson in any film ever. So this is my first time seeing him. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's the popular opinion that it's a test run for Bond, but I just can't see it. I'm totally on board with Liz. I'm old what's-his-face, JDW all the way. Yeah. But anyway, moving on to our final question, which is another Patreon question. It's our most newest Patreon, the wonderful man that is Nick Haskins of the Epic Film Guys. Thank you, Nick. Fucking love you, man, and uh, so glad you're on board. Hey, Nick. Thanks, Nick. He's a big fan of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what Nick would like to know is what would the ending of this film have looked like if it had been rewritten as a Shakespearean tragedy and or a comedy? Or a comedy, not and. Yeah, I was like, and a comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Tragic comedy. It would be almost as as confusing as if Christopher Nolan had written and directed this film. That's what it would look like. (laughs) Absolutely. So I think that the the way to have done that would have him die in the cave 
at the end because of something he missed earlier in the film due to his sort of arrogance and cold-heartedness. Because if you remember with Cat, he was a bit of a dick. Like, he was like, oh, yeah, totally solved your painting problem. Sweet as. And then, yeah, now fuck off. And then when she tried to kill the guy and he was like, oh, no, I can't do that. And, like, like he just didn't really seem to give a shit about it, even though he was supposed to care about it. It was very strange. Fair enough. What about you, Stace? Interesting. (laughs) The big... (laughs) Thank you. Interesting. (laughs) Why, thank you. My take on a Shakespearean tragedy ending is that everyone must die. Right. And this is how. So, Robert Patterson, the protagonist, and Aaron Taylor-Johnson, the three left with the pieces of the algorithm, they all agree to kind of either commit suicide or shoot each other so that they don't have the responsibility of dealing with pieces of the algorithm. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And they I quite want, liked that. I thought that was really clever. They don't want that on their shoulders. So that's how they die. And then to tie up the other characters from other scenes, Kat dives off the boat, but she also dies. She's in the, in the dive. <laughs> no, in the dive, she either doesn't hit the water correctly or hits the boat or something. Easy to go what down that fuck? way, to be honest. And yep. she's a goner. And Mahir, who's manning the boat, crashes the boat into past Kat and son, killing them also. Oh. I love it. I married this woman. What the fuck am I doing with my hey, life, man? Because she's is, awesome, and it's a way better ending to that fucking film that we all just had to sit through. This is Shakespeare, man. He cleans uh, everything yeah, he up. up. Shakespeare, there's, man. There's no loose endings. It's true. There. Yeah, everyone could have just drunk poison, Sam. Like that. that she could have done that. That's true. Like we were talking about before, like the future has to happen to create the past. Blah 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 blah. Everything's predetermined. I could imagine John David Washington realizing at the end what he has to do and what he has to do is create this algorithm so he can send it back in time to Sater. So that's him. He becomes the most evil dude possible. <laughs> he kills, he kills, what's the other guy? Aaron Taylor Johnson kills him, kills Robert Patterson. Well, we know Robert Patterson's going to die. It's just standard. Anywho, thank God we've made it down to the end. Thank I can't you believe we're guys. finally over it. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, coming up next week, we have M from Verbal Diorama, who's coming on board to talk about Pacific Rim. Very much looking forward to that. But uh, before we go, massive thanks to Stacey for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. I was super excited to go to the cinema. <laughs> I, I, I really was. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and um, this, it, was, it was actually really fun reporting, recording this podcast. I yeah. can't say the same about watching we, the movie. We've absolutely. had a good time tonight. But we've had a great time, and thank you for sticking with us and listening to all our crap. So true. Hey, if you want to get in contact with us, you can find us on email at mritqs at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Movie Reviews and Twitter Qs, and you can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews In. Anyway, that's thanks from me. Thanks. Bye. I don't understand a lot of movies that you make me watch, Sam. So now you know what it feels like. Oh, you mean like Lion King and shit? <laughs> well, yes. Takes us over to question 10. <laughs> Somebody's trying. Question 10. Finn's going to have a fucking great time tomorrow morning for breakfast. <laughs>